Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to the Nun Report today. I hope that you had an amazing weekend, that you had time to spend uh, with family, maybe get a few things done. Uh, if you had to work, man, I'm sorry. That's not weekend. That's not what weekends are for, you know. Uh, but you know, hey, sometimes you do what you got to do, and that's all good. We're going to talk about uh, today. Oh man, man, oh man. We'll, we'll talk about the U.S. national uh, women's soccer team and their their massive choke on the world stage when they were focusing on activism rather than being the best they could be in their sport. They kind of forgot the reason they're on the national women's soccer and they kind of forgot that they're in an international competition and that the purpose of them being there the reason they are there is to be the best they can be at their chosen sport and to compete against other elite athletes throughout the world that could care less about their social activism that could care less about megan rapini rapino or whatever the however the hell you pronounce her name they care less about you they care about winning and that is what the competition is about. You seem to have lost sight of that. While you're around there ignoring your national anthem, not singing it, not putting your hands over your heart, being being sorry little biatches, running around, giving your interviews, doing your social activism BS, hating on America. <laughs> thinking that it's okay for men to compete in women's sports about every woke ideology you could possibly think of having an old has been soccer player who was well past her prime that if it weren't for her her name and her purple hair her blue hair or whatever color of the week it happens to be if it weren't for her her social activism never would have been on the team if it was relied on skill alone for her to be on the team she would have been gone three years ago that's a fact. She really is not that good and hasn't been that good for several years. I understand professional teams. Anyway, they like to keep a veteran in the locker room to try to uh, motivate players and to be an example. Well, she set a hell of an example. Now you've got an entire woke team of leftist, <laughs> woke team of leftist activists that can't compete on the world stage any longer. In fact, they made a complete embarrassment of themselves and laughed about it. So we're going to cover that. In fact, I kind of, I kind of already did my opening little monologue there, didn't I? But I'm going to go into it a little bit. It, it, it's disgusting. I've got some clips I'm going to show you just to kind of remind you the type of person that Megan is because she hasn't changed. She's always been a disgraceful, arrogant, self-serving, abhorrent. <laughs> abhorrent. Let's see if I can pronounce that word right. Yeah, she's not a good leader because leaders aren't into themselves. Leaders are into their team. And I'm going to demonstrate that Megan Rapino is into nothing but herself. We're going to take a look at, remember, uh, it was about a week or so ago, a 7-Eleven store down in Stockton, California. The owners gave a beat down to a thief that literally took a garbage can in there and started just throwing all the tobacco products into this can. He was going to walk out of the store with it. The store clerk said, uh, no, 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 that ain't happening. And they gave him a beat down that he deserved. Well, We'll do an update on that because it seems, of course, of course, they're under investigation now for assault. They're supposed to just let those people go. 
You know, that, that, that kid apparently had tried to rob the store a couple of times or had robbed the store a couple of times in the past. Um, they finally had enough law enforcement wasn't doing anything about it. So they gave him a beat down he deserved. And, um, you know, maybe he learned a lesson from that. Don't punish the, don't punish the people when the police aren't taking care of the problem. And, uh, so we're going to talk about that. Vivek Ramaswamy, I, I got another update on him and it's a little bit of a twist. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I am going to touch on it. A couple of big platforms on social media and podcasting have come out lately and kind of bashed on him. They were originally kind of supportive of him. And then they, then they actually did their homework and research, which they should have done before they came out in support of him. These people know better. These are professional uh, influencers. These are professional podcasters. These are people who have millions of followers and they should have known better than if they're going to come out in support of somebody and like somebody and get on their bandwagon, you better damn well do the research and understand the big picture of who the person is before you open your mouth, right? Use the damn Bongino rule. Wait, make sure, don't make yourself look like an idiot by speaking before you should. And then certainly don't try to cover it up and look like an even bigger idiot. So we're going to take a look at that too. Um, I've done a little bit of a deep dive into the Vake Ram, Ramaswamy and, and I've uh, been following him since before he, he took on, you know, kind of his, his, his challenging, uh, oh, I can't remember his name anymore. The guy from Florida, <laughs> Mr. Bobblehead himself. Yeah. Ron to sanctimonious. Anyway, um, I, I was already looking at him before that. And he has a couple of books. I, I would read them. You know, it, it, form your own opinion, man. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Jesse Kelly's word for it. Don't take DC Drano's word for it. Listen to what this guy is saying. Read his books. He hasn't changed his position at all. It, 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 I'm going to go into that a little bit later. We're going to look at Dean Phillips, Representative Dean Phillips, a radical left Democrat who's said some really absurd things. Also, uh, Rankin, or Raskin, Raskin, who said some really absurd things lately. And of course, we'll have our weird moment of the day. But let's take a look at first, jump into who is Megan Rapino? Well, she's, she's an abhorrent, disgraceful, arrogant, despicable, self-serving, poor excuse for a leader. That's what she is. She's into herself. And always has been. It's never about the team. And she tries to claim that she's a social activist, that, you know, hey, I'm just glad that we get to do this for other people. Bullshit. I call BS. Because all of your actions prove that you're into nothing, nothing but your own self, your own self promotion, and your own self serving, selfish actions. And you bring out attention to yourself. You're like the you're like the Colin Kaepernick of the women's of women's soccer, right? Bringing all the attention on yourself, claiming you're the greatest when you're really not all that good anymore. And you destroyed your team because of it. And not only did you destroy your team, you let down your country, but you don't give a hell about your country. You're proving that. You won't even respect the national anthem or the flag. So of course you're going to let down your team because the team represents your country and you don't give a shit about the country. That's who she is. 
This was her after their first World Cup. Check it. What do you have to I say? What do you deserve? You deserve all of it. Everything. You deserve this. She belongs. And then the reporter, or whoever's taking that video, affirms her. You deserve all of this. Oh, yes. Yes, you deserve all of this. What do you have to say? What do you deserve? You deserve all of it. You deserve all of it. Every bit of it. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. And everybody worshiped at the feet of Megan Rapino. And she just soaked up every single second of it. She couldn't even give this kid the time of day. He's like, oh, there's a soccer star. I want to go. I'm going to go get her autograph because she's such a star. Look at this. Doesn't even look the kid in the face. Not once. Pay close attention. Looks an over at someone else. Signs the ball. Hands the ball off. Doesn't even look at the kid. Not once. Does he? Shouldn't look that kid in the face. Not one time. How pathetic is that? Well, it's not pathetic for somebody like her because she's into herself so much and that's all she cares about. So it continued in the World Cup. This was the, the first game, I think one of their first games, it was a tie. It ended in a tie against Portugal. And they're celebrating. They're dancing. They're, they're pretending like it's some sort of success. This team was heavily favored to win the tournament, to like dominate everybody. Portugal? And they come away with a 0-0 final tie. And they're celebrating. They're dancing. They're hanging out with fans. They're, they're acting like they just won the freaking championship. And they just barely escaped with the nick of their teeth out of the first round. And, I mean, what, what are you going to do? It's, it's nice to have this mentality afterwards. But 11 players play. Can't bring it on. Well, this is more than just concerning. Laughing, dancing. Oh, yeah. What an awesome match, man. 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. And look at the other announcers. They're not sure what to say because, by the way, she's a former member of the team. She was on the squad and she's disgusted. She's like, I've never seen a display like that before. They should have been angry. They should have been pissed. What she's saying, look, I understand, you know, you're going to take pictures with the fans, sign autographs, that sort of thing. Respect the fans. Sure. But dancing and laughing after you just had a humiliating performance against a team you should have completely dominated. See, but that's what happens. You know, don't worry, Megan. The Nun Report, uh, if, if anybody watches, you know I give participation trophies. And so the women's soccer team, Megan, there you go. You got a, a Nun Report um, participation trophy. Congratulations, man. 
Congratulations. Now you can go out there and spew all your leftist BS as much as you want. So you'd think that after such a humiliating loss uh, and, and elimination for the tournament, the, the, uh, the earliest uh, elimination that they've had in the history of the tournament for the U.S. team, and after being a heavy favorite coming off of two World Cup victories, then they, they just fizzle because they forgot about the fact that, oh, yeah, we're here to play soccer and compete against the very best in the world. So you'd think that as a post-game thought, um, Rapino is also retiring. This was her last game. Her last kick was humiliating. Actually, her whole performance during the World Cup was awful. I've got a, a little bit of a clip on that. And so it wasn't that last uh, penalty shot was not, was not um, her worst play of the game, if you of the match, if you can believe it or not. But you think after all that, she might have something uh, – humble to say or something uh, meaningful or inspiring or thank her teammates or congratulate the other side or, or something along those lines. She was asked, what moment stood out most in your career? This was her. Is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, um, I mean... Probably equal pay chance um, after the final, um, and I think you know they were saying equal pay, but could have been saying a lot of things. I think this team has always fought for so much more, and uh, that's been the most rewarding part for me. Of course, playing in World Cups and winning championships and doing all that, but um, you know to know that we've used our really special talent to do something you know, that's really like changed the world forever. I think that means the most to me and, you know, the players in this locker room here, um, they're just getting started. And, you know, to all the players that I've played with, obviously, um, you know, who know what it's like to be in the. That's her response. How pathetic is that? How, how self-serving. So she's happy. Oh, you know, Winning, you know, World Cups and trophies, you know, that's cool. But what, what I really liked was was that we were able to change the world in a meaningful way. You didn't change jack shit. You didn't change the world. <laughs> she thinks her social activism changed the world. That's her most meaningful, that's her most meaningful part of her career as a professional soccer player is that her social activism changed the world. Oh, sure, winning the trophies was okay, but that's not really what I'm here for. No, that's exactly what you're here for, and you forgot about it, and that's why you suck, that's why your team sucks, and that's why you lost. And I'm not rooting for an American team to lose. It pisses me off. But, I mean, come on, man. Look at this play. Rapino, here she comes. Perfect, perfect setup for shot on goal. Oh, don't. I guess she was focusing on her next speech of, of uh, social justice instead of the soccer ball that she needed to put in the damn goal.
took her eye off the ball, didn't she? Literally and figuratively. There were a couple of other plays too that weren't so pretty. Check it out. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. And what's done is done. She needs to go away. I just remember uh, there's a great man that I respect very much, the person that I voted for twice and will vote for again should he be the nominee for the Republican Party, Donald J. Trump. Remember, I mean, who can forget this? He had this to say about her. This was in 2021. I got in a little trouble. I said that our... Women's soccer team was supposed to easily win, but they went woke, except for a few of them. I love those women that stood up and they saluted our flag. There were some of them. But the one with the purple hair, she didn't play too well. She went woke. You can have her. And they didn't do too well, unfortunately. We want them to do well, but they didn't. But it's true about woke. You just take a look. Everything goes bad. It's really, it's a shortcut to losing everything. Everything that goes woke turns to shit. One of uh, Trump's famous sayings. I've got a t-shirt that says that on there, actually. But um, but it's true. Because the, the thing is, politics and sports, politics and business, politics and just about any profession other than politics, keep it out. Keep it up. Bud Light, learn that lesson the hard way. Target, learn that lesson the hard way. You know, you can't go around alienating half the country when you have a product that you're trying to sell to the entire country. And guess what? Sports is a product. It is an entertainment asset. It is there to entertain people. You're being paid. Once you become not entertaining, when you're not entertaining anymore, and you take your equal pay and shove it <laughs> because if you're not doing your job to the best of your ability, which this team obviously did not, well, then there you go. Mitch McConnell went home and uh, to his home state of Kentucky. Remember uh, Mr. Freeze before the mic, Mr. Dinosaur, who should have been, should have retired years ago. These people cannot continue to stay in Congress until they die. And beyond, I mean, I think Feinstein may already be dead. They're just wheeling her in there. She's on some sort of, I don't even know, man. And they're not the only ones, man. There's a bunch of these old people that need to just, it's time to go and get some fresh blood in there. And like Lindsey Graham, when he went back to his home state of Georgia to uh, join Trump in, in, a, in a speech, he got booed and he got heckled and he got shut out badly. He couldn't even talk. A similar thing happened to Mitch McConnell. When he went back to Kentucky, his home state, um, he's done. His career is over. It's done. This, I, I, I can imagine, this is probably the first time this has ever happened to him. And I think it was glorious. Check it out. They're saying retire.
And then he continued to get booed for his entire speech. It was, it was, it was embarrassing, humiliating, humiliating. You know, that these people just don't know how to quit when they're ahead. Last week I showed you this video. I'm going to show it again. Uh, viewer beware, be warned that it is graphic. There is some violence in it. And so just, just be aware of that when you're checking it out. I showed this last week. I'm going to show it here again. And then I'm going to show the follow-up story that has to do with it. And uh, this was a, a store down in Stockton, California. A thief goes in there. He literally has a garbage can on wheels, probably stole that too. It's probably belonged to the store goes behind the counter and he just starts piling tobacco products into, into his uh, garbage can that he had stolen. He was just going to walk out with them. Apparently this guy had a history of robbing this store. He had done it a couple of times previously. The police did nothing about it. And even though it was reported and so they had enough, no, you're not taking thousands of dollars worth of tobacco products and walking out of this store. And they gave him a little bit of a beat down now, um, they beat him with a stick. I, I think uh, a lot of those blows, they say there was 24 blows or whatever. Um, it sounded like they were just hitting the floor because his, it was his legs that were there. I don't think every one of them landed. The one on the, at the end of the video where they beat his ass, literally, um, you know, it seems to me like the, the guy had it coming. And if law enforcement can't, if, 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 if they're not allowed, the politicians are not creating an environment where law and order is respected and expected. And then you have a police force that's been defunded and spread so thin and have their hands tied on what is actionable and what is not that they can't enforce the law. Then what are citizens left to do? Are store owners just supposed to, to let their stores get robbed? Oh, but that, don't worry, Dan, man. They have insurance. They have insurance. Oh, yeah. And then what happens after you have so many claims on your insurance? The rates go up. You, you're paying for it. Whether it's in a loss of product or a loss of business because people don't want to shop there because crime is so high. There's a cost. Societally, monetarily, culturally. And the politicians down there are 100% are responsible for it. Their permissiveness and lack of consequences in this society are disgusting. This guy got some consequences. He got them immediately and effectively. And uh, just check it out. God damn. Ain't nothing you can do, though. Ain't nothing you can do, man. Until you call police. Ain't nothing you can do, man, until police come in. Hey, hey, no, you, hey, don't, hey. Ain't nothing you can do, man. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Well, agree with that or not, um, I'm not condoning violence. I'm not promoting violence. I understand why it was done and I understand the frustration that these uh, clerks and, and shop owners 
are experiencing when they feel like they've been left behind and forgotten. They're being productive members of society. They're creating a business. They've created a business, many of them with their life savings. They're they're employing people. They're paying their taxes. They're obeying the laws. And then you have shits like that who come in and because of the way society has allowed itself to devolve, they don't think there's any consequences for their actions. So they can just go in and take whatever the hell they want and leave. Well, this guy learned that's not always true. and But unfortunately, it's not just him that's under investigation. The, the uh, people who did the beating are also under investigation for assault. Hmm, imagine that. Who didn't see that coming? Here's the story. Following developing news in Stockton, we have now learned the store clerks seen on a video beating a man who was trying to steal from their store are now under investigation for assault. So here's how it all started. The video shows this man going into a 7-Eleven in Stockton and emptying shelves of cigarettes into that large trash can. The video then shows the two clerks try to stop him before hitting him with a stick more than two dozen times. The store clerks now say this man stole from their store two other times and threatened them. Stockton police say they are investigating the man who was beaten for robbery and the clerks for assault. When the investigation is complete, it will be sent to the San Joaquin County District Attorney for review. Then it's going to be up to the DA to determine what charges, if any, are filed against the store clerks. Well, it's California. Um, it is Stockton, though, so it's not it's not like it's on the coast. I don't, I'm not familiar with that district or that area, but I do know that um, the further, like most of the West Coast, the further you move inland, the further you get away from the, the uh, extreme commie Democrats and the liberal madness. So hopefully there are no charges. Hopefully they see it as justified uh, protection of their property. Um, it looks brutal, but as again, again, <laughs> It's not like they were beating him in the head. I think a lot of those blows, more than two dozen blows, the reporter said, I think most of them just hit the, hit the concrete floor. You could tell by the sound of the stick. They weren't hitting his body. They were hitting the concrete floor. Several more of the blows just hit his, his, his shoe. And then maybe a couple on the legs. And then a good eight or ten belts to the butt. And, uh, you know, swift justice. Bam. Self-serve. Done. Maybe he'll think about doing it again. Maybe he'll think before he does. So we're going to move on now. As, as most of you know by now that, that follow the show on a regular basis, I've, I've kind of become a, a fan of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. And for more reasons than one, I, I think that he is a is a, an effective and good leader. He's a successful business person, which I can respect. Uh he is a he is a great speaker and orator. He's really good at communicating his ideas and his thoughts. I can respect that. He's much better at it than I am, uh, which is why he's running for president. And I'm sitting here talking to you about him running for president. But um, his ideas intrigue me. And the fact that he's, he's younger than the rest of the field, the fact that he kind of re represents, uh, hopefully, the future of the Republican Party, I like that. Now, make no mistake, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm 100% on the Trump train. I voted for him twice, and I'm going to vote for him again, all right? If for some reason whatsoever, 
he doesn't end up being the nomination. My second choice is Vivek Ramaswamy, far over Ron DeSanctimonious. And I've seen some larger platforms on social media who have, uh, you know, national podcasts, uh, syndicated radio shows, have millions of followers. They're good conservatives. They're good patriots. There are people who I respect a lot. I follow them closely. and um, But they've kind of come out lately against him because it's like all of a sudden they realize, well, ABC put a story out last week. And it's sad to see the self-proclaimed representatives of the conservative America First movement fall victim to <laughs> sound bites and headlines. Uh, basically clips that they saw out of an ABC story. And then they initially supported Ramaswamy until they heard these clips and, or, or saw you know these, these excerpts from his books uh, and then decided that they didn't support him any longer and then, to, and then start calling him out. But I think that they're wrong. And after doing a dive into this guy, I, I, I think I've got a place to say that. Yeah, I don't have a huge platform. I'm not nationally syndicated. I don't have radio shows that I'm on every day. But I am I am a critical thinking person. And I have done my research on this. So we're going to check it out. And the first person I'm going to kind of call out here, and I don't know if, if, if it's even calling out. It's more um, it's more along the lines of, man, you know, I've I've checked this guy out and I think I think you're off base. And I mentioned it last week, but DC Drano, and he's a he's great, man. I followed him for a long time. I still do. I'm still going to. I respect him. I I, I get a ton of great, valuable information from him all the time. And he's like, in this 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 tweet he made, he's being sarcastic, all right? So he initially came out in support of Vivek Ramaswamy. He thought, wow, this here's this, this guy with some fresh breath. He's, he's uh, saying all the right things. You know, he sounds like, sounds like a good, good America first sort of candidate. And then he, he comes out with this, uh, he, he backtracks and then tries to get all sarcastic about it. First of all, just say what you freaking mean and do your research before you say it. Um, and this was shortly after the ABC article came out that has some excerpts from his first book, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. And uh, so DC Drano says, you guys, I got to admit something. I was wrong about Vivek. <laughs> I can't believe I was misled by his big pharma background and his financial partnerships with Pfizer. Past financial partnerships, past businesses, which he has now moved away from in order to run for office. So, so what? Yeah, I'm going to say it. And he doesn't hide from it. He's never claimed anything different. He says, I mean, if we're going to stop big pharma, we should definitely get a big pharma millionaire to do it. All right. Do a little bit of research into Vivek. I don't have time. I'm going to do an entire show based on this. It might even be a multi-show episode. I might do like a two-show thing just on Vivek's background. I'm reading the books right now. He has two of them. I'm reading both of them. I'm going to soak them in really good, making lots of notes. I'm going to 
address each one of these things in much more detail. But for now, I only have a few seconds, a few moments here to talk about it. Um, just look into his background a little more. Next, he says, I should have known when he told conservatives to wear masks and said everybody should get vaxxed. It was because he was anti-establishment. Again, he's being sarcastic, trying to be sarcastic. I think it fell flat. I think it was stupid of him to do it this way. But Vivek has never shied away from that. He always promoted masks. He always promoted vaccines. Yes, he did. However, he never promoted other people to do the same. He always promoted, I believe in masks and vaccines. I think it will help stop COVID, but it's your decision on what you do. He has always been about self, you know, self-governing and freedom of choice and freedom of speech. Okay. He took this completely out of context. Yeah, he promoted masks. He still owns that. He still says, yes, during COVID, I promoted masks and I promoted the vaccine because I thought that was the best thing to stop it. He's not denying that. He's not flip-flopping. He 100% owns it. To me, that makes him an honest person. He's still to this day in interviews is saying, yes, I believe in masks and I believe in vaccines. And if you listen to the second half of his statement, which DC Drano obviously did not, and he says, I respect and support every person's right to make their own decision on whether to wear a mask or get vaccinated. He continues. When he condemned Trump on J6, I should have realized he actually does care about fighting election fraud and not defending the ruling regime. How exactly is Vivek Ramaswamy defending the ruling regime. Again, he's being sarcastic here. So reverse what he's saying, reverse it, and that's what he's meaning. He's never denied. In fact, he's still, to this day, in interviews, will say, I would not have handled January 6th the way Donald Trump did. I do not believe that there was enough election interference after the vote to change the outcome. Then he says, but I 100 support Donald Trump's right to free speech and freedom of political speech in questioning the outcome of the election. And he goes on to say that the real election interference was prior to the election in the suppression of information, the censorship of speech on social media. So again, but but this looks this looks to me eerily like he read the ABC article, which just took certain excerpts out of his book, and which only gave one side, of course, because it was ABC. Took it completely out of context. It's a three hundred page book, and they took like six sentences. And D.C. Drano bought right into it. He's not the only one. Again, Vivek has never once said that he would have done January 6th the same. And he still says, I would not have done that. But the bigger picture is he defends the right 
of somebody to do that. So stop looking at the shiny objects, DC Drano. Stop looking at it because it's much deeper than that. The, the real important thing is the guy is a true patriot. He's the definition of the American dream. Yes, he's a successful businessman. Yes, he made his money in big pharma. Okay. Yes, he promoted masks. Yes, he promoted vaccine. You know what? He still owns that. To me, that doesn't make him some sort of bad person. It, to me, it makes him an honest person. He continues. In his recent statement about wanting to rejoin TPP to send American jobs to Asia is exactly what we need to restore the middle class. I take it all back. <laughs> You're wrong on that too. What he says is the TPP needs to be rewritten and reshaped in a better way. There's conditions to rejoining it. Look, nobody's perfect. You're not going to get 100% of what you want. If you want to be an only Trumper and and just bitch and mind, whine and moan about every other candidate about, out there, what's your choice, DC? Who's your second choice? Ron DeSanctimonious? Do you even have a second choice? If Vivek Ramaswamy, some, for some weird happenstance, happens to get the nomination, are you going to not vote for him? I'm curious. Jesse Kelly, another large platform that I respect immensely, that I follow all the time. The guy is funny as hell. If you're not following him, you really should. And uh, and he has a great radio show too. And he's just, but the way he, his delivery, uh, his, his uh, persona that, that he has, um, it's a shtick. I mean, definitely. But I think he's also kind of like that in real life as far as his, uh, I don't even want it. It's not arrogance, really. It's it's just, it, it's an air, it's air of, uh, you, you just got to follow him if you don't. If you do follow him, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, Jesse Kelly was responding to someone, uh, he quote tweeted somebody, but he said, not sure how AI will change things. We already have a working model of a machine without any real convictions who simply reacts and adapts to whatever he thinks will manipulate people. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy. You're wrong on this one, Jesse. I'm sorry. You're basically saying that he's a flip-flopper. You're trying to say that he will just shift with the political winds and react to whatever it is and then just kind of be a chameleon and morph in. If, that's what I read into this. And, um, and that's just not true. He has firmly held the same beliefs the entire time. If you dive back into his history, if you actually read through his books, I'm most of the way through one, part the way through the other. I, multi, I read multiple books at the same time. That's how I work. I read probably, you know, 20 books a month, something like that. But maybe not, maybe 15. Yeah, between 15 and 20. But um, Kindle loves me, by the way. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm one of their biggest customers. Uh, so if you read into his past, he hasn't changed. His convictions have always remained the same. And that is constitutional Freedom of speech, freedom to assembly, right to keep and bear arms. The whole, you go down the Bill of Rights and he's, if you read through his books, he defends every part of it. And he always has. He hasn't changed. 
You've only changed, Jesse, because you got some information about him from somewhere that didn't meet up with your only Trump mantra. And, um, you know, on this one, you know, you like to say that, uh, you know, this may make you uncomfortable, but you know I'm right. <laughs> You're not. Not on this one. So uh, he doesn't react. He doesn't adapt. He's the only candidate out there with an actual platform. Go to his website. He actually has not just a platform, not just pledges, not just campaign pledges, not just, you know, talking points. He has an actual plan to implement the things that he wants to do and a direction and idea with flowcharts and information on, go to his website. He's the only candidate who has that. The sanctimonious doesn't have that. Trump certainly doesn't have that. So I would check it out. I'm going to give him a couple of minutes here. Oh, first, so here's here's the first book. Uh, this book was actually, this was his second book. It was published in 2022. This is where the excerpts in the ABC article came from, where he said that he uh, was a proponent of masks, masks and vaccines and would not have handled January 6th the same. And he talked about the results of the 2020 election. This book was published in 2022, uh, Nation of Victims. And... Um, and about a quarter of the way through it or so. And then I've also, uh, I, I cheat sometimes. I read the footnotes first because I want to get an idea of where they're getting their information from before I read the book. And um, when it's a, you know, it's a nonfiction book, I want to get the, the uh, kind of their, their background and where they're coming from and where their ideas and thoughts are coming from and their, um, their, their abridgments before I read the meat of the, of the book. Anyway, so Nation of Victims, that's one. Uh, I suggest that you read it just if for nothing else, just to educate. This guy has some great ideas. He does. He's got some good points. He, he's, he's not stupid by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think anybody would call him that. But uh, research him and, and do your own do your own critical thinking. His first book was Woke Inc. He actually literally wrote, wrote the book on wokeness and how it doesn't belong in modern day business. Inside Corporate America's Social Justice Scam. He talks about that. And uh, that was a New York Times bestseller. So if you want to know about him, it's not that hard to find out. If you want to go back to his $90,000 scholarship that he got from the Paul and Daisy Soros uh, Foundations for New Americans, go into that. It has nothing to do with George Soros. Dive into it. Check it out. Seriously. Um, that's what that's what good researchers do. That's what good, uh, you know, if you're going to make decisions that affect the nation of this country, then you should be well versed in them, not just from what you read in the media, not just from what you hear on sound bites. But it's not in today's day and age, it's not hard to find information on people and then develop your own develop your own conclusions from that from that. Here's what Vivek had to say on another interview just recently. Check what are your it out. final thoughts right now going into it? The first debate hasn't happened yet. You're going to be on that stage with everybody. Um, you know, some people are saying it's early. Some people are saying it's already been identified. You're now third place, potentially about to be second place. What do you think some things we need to know about in this season that we're in going into the first debate coming up? So, I mean, the polls, this and that, this is short-term stuff. Let's think about the long run for our countries. I want to go back to what I said earlier, which is that 
I don't think we have to accept this bipartisan consensus that we are in an inevitable national decline. I really don't see it that way. I think there's a very good chance that we're still on our way up, on our way to that mountaintop. I don't even think we have to be at base camp yet, actually. Still, as Reagan said, that shining city on a hill where no matter who you are or where your parents came from or what your skin color is, that you get ahead in the United States of America based on your own hard work, your own commitment, your own dedication, and that you know what, you're free to speak your mind at every step of the way. That is the American dream. That is what we are running to. It has a positive message. There's nothing negative about what he says. He's not out there bashing under the other candidates right now anyway. He's got a path and a mindset of success. He says, we're not even at base camp yet on this thing we call this dream. We call the, this experiment. We call the United States of America. We're not even at base camp, man. We've got a long ways to go. We've got a, the American dream is alive. We need that attitude in our society. We need that attitude back in our culture. We need that ad, that is the American dream, as he said. And uh, you know, I'm sorry if you don't like him. I, I, I preface this by saying that I am I am 100 with Trump. And uh, and if he gets the nomination, I'll be voting for him. My second choice would be Vivek, and it's not even close. It's not even close anymore. Anyway, that's where I stand on that. If you want to, if you want to dive into him further, uh, I suggest you do. His books are always a good place to start. Um, Raskin had this to say, and oh, Todd, check Todd, man, meet the press. This he's he, he's trying to act more and more like he's in the center, but he's not. And he never has been. But check this out. I know that the, a lot of the technical defense of of the president with Hunter Biden is well, the president didn't do anything wrong, but as Michael Kinsley once said. The real scandal in Washington is not what's illegal, it's what's legal. Should there be a code of conduct, something for family members here? Because it, the appearance of what Hunter Biden did is, is not good. Yeah, I mean, we know that there is a lot of, um, you know, influence in Washington that's based on people's family connections. And Last family names ties. matter a lot on so in other words, yeah, we know we know that this happens. You know, this happens in Washington with with people's names. You know, it just it just does. Therefore, we accept it. Therefore, it's okay because they're special. You know, they're in a different class. They're in a they're the elite class, the political class. Special, special people. Yeah. So therefore, they get to do whatever the hell we want while us peasants down here eat bugs and, and pay high energy prices because they refuse to use cheap fossil fuels. Let me ask you this. Why do you think this. a thrice indicted former president is neck and neck with the current president? Well, it's a great question. I wish that Lincoln were around to pose it to him because it's his political party that they've dragged into the mud here. I mean, that was a pro-freedom, anti-slavery, anti-know-nothing. <laughs> So disconnected. I don't know why he's pulling so well. Rur, rur, rur. I don't understand. No, you don't. And that's your freaking problem. 
That's why you're losing. That's why you're so down in the polls. That's why Donald Trump is polling so well, because he speaks for a lot of this country. He speaks for a large portion of people that are extremely frustrated with the political elite thinking they can do whatever the hell they want and getting away with whatever they do because there's never any consequences. We're tired of it. We're tired of the FBI going after private citizens of this country on political purposes. We're tired of the Department of Justice putting people in jail without due process just because they were on Capitol Hill grounds. We're tired of the Fast and Furious scandals. We're tired of the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. We're tired of the Clintons. We're tired of the Bushes. We're tired of the deep state. We're tired of every single fucking thing that is trying to keep us down and get rid of the Bill of Rights. They don't even try to hide it anymore. They're like, oh yeah, the Bill of Rights, there's no absolutes. Yes, there are absolutes. Every single one is absolute. You know what? The Bill of Rights was to protect the American citizen. And they are inherent. They are unalienable rights. Unalienable. Cannot be taken. Cannot be modified. Cannot be changed. Cannot be restricted, reduced, or nullified in any way. Yet, that's exactly what they want to do because that's what they believe. They believe that they can do that because they're smarter. You see, there, there's an intellectual and a, and a societal disconnect where they know what's better for the masses because after all, they're smarter and they have the power. Anyway, hey, I, I appreciate you watching and listening. If you've just been listening on uh, Renegade Radio or any of the podcast channels that I'm on, please make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. It's, um, it, it's, it's the rumble platform, please. It's great. It's the free speech alternative YouTube follow on there. Like this video. It's a free, free follow. And, and it doesn't cost anything to, to, you know, subscribe to rumble either. And it, you don't get a bunch of spam or nothing. It's, it's really, it's a good thing. It's part of the new economy. It's part of the freedom economy. It's part of the new American, part of the America first movement. So make sure you get on Rumble. Follow me, rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS and Twitter because I couldn't get the. So there I'm just at nun report. My website is the nun report.com. You can link into everything from there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>